We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Tuesday, March the 15th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet and on today's show I react to the big news that took over Gamecock Nation on Monday as the Frank Martin era in Columbia, South Carolina officially comes to an end, guys. I will give my full thoughts, my full reaction. Where does South Carolina basketball go from here? All that and more. Also, guys, it is game day as the Yardcocks return to action in the midweek to take on the Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs at Founders Park. Guys, I'll give a full breakdown of the midweek matchup, including a breakdown of Gardner-Webb, including their pitching, their hitting, also, we'll talk South Carolina, who they've got on the bump, what to watch for, key player for tonight, and I'll lock in my prediction as well. Guys, got a packed show for you in this Tuesday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by the Spurs Up Show Store. Guys, TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Be sure to stay tuned to all of our latest drops, including t-shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, pullovers, flags, koozies, stickers, you name it. We got it. Everything you need in regards to Gamecocks merchandise. Also, guys, we just dropped our latest horns down line as well to celebrate the big series victory over the past weekend. And again, guys, we've got tons of other stuff in the works with spring ball getting underway right now. So again, guys, be sure to check out the Spurs Up Show store that's at TSUS.store. TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Let's get it. In the world of collegiate athletics, one day you're talking about your program and what needs to happen and what needs to change. And before you know it, change occurs and it hits you across the face. And all of a sudden you find yourself looking ahead to what's next for your program. Change is inevitable. 
Do you let it make you or do you let it break you? That is the question now surrounding the Gamecocks on the hardwood. Folks, happy Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show. As always, we have got a packed show for you here on this Tuesday, guys. Again, a ton to get into. And again, I appreciate you all. Hope the show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you are doing here on this beautiful Tuesday in the city. By the way, the weather has warmed up. It's not freezing cold like it was over the weekend. And again, I hope you guys are enjoying it and having a fantastic start to your week as well. Guys, again, we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. Tons to get into. Before we do, though, a couple quick housekeeping items, a couple quick reminders. First things first, tomorrow night, of course, we're live at 10 Roof 6 to 8, taking your questions, your comments in the Vista in Columbia, South Carolina. $3 drafts, $3 rumple, $3 fireball. Great food, great people, great times. Be sure to check us out out there. It's always a good time out at 10 Roof. We'll be live out there 6 to 8, like I said. Also, guys, as I teased yesterday, and I've now gotten the official word, I am very excited to say that TSUS is officially Knoxville bound this weekend as we go on the road to watch the Yardcocks take on Tennessee in the SEC series opener for South Carolina. Again, very excited to go watch the boys up there at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, hang out with the legends of Lindsey Nelson, the crazies that are those Tennessee fans. And again, this will actually be my first ever trip to Knoxville, Tennessee. So again, guys, it's confirmed. It's locked. And if there are any Gamecocks up in Knoxville or around the area, and you guys want to link up, you're going to, you want to meet up, you're going to be at the series. Would love to hear from you again. Let's be sure to link up and bring the rowdy roosters to Lindsey Nelson. But again, guys, really looking forward to it. Going to be an awesome time. Uh, also guys, I know I told you yesterday that today, of course, spring practice starting today, that spring football content would start today because of the news yesterday, the unexpected news, I should say, of Frank Martin and what we're going to get into in just a second, which is his future or lack thereof at South Carolina, the changes that are. Um, I'm going to hold off on the spring football content until tomorrow. Again, we're going to have our top five storylines for spring practice. We're going to talk top position battles and what you should be looking for. But again, I really felt like the Frank Martin stuff, for obvious reasons, it takes precedent today here on this Tuesday. So again, starting tomorrow, we will have that spring football content for you guys, and it'll be a full go. It'll be a full send. But obviously, again, it's awesome to know that the boys are back on the practice field today. Of course, Gamecock football dropping an incredible hype video yesterday on social media. And again, spring football, the boys of fall. Shane Beamer are officially back. Spencer Rattler is on the field it's going to be a really, really fun spring as we count down the days to the spring game on April the 16th. So, again, guys, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of fun stuff happening right now. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it because we've got to start with the big news that happened yesterday. And, again, there was tons of speculation after Sunday night in regards to where does South Carolina men's basketball go from here? You know, should a change be made? What's up with Gigi Jackson? Is his status up in the air? Are you going to land him? And just overall, what the future of Gamecocks basketball look like? Well, now we know, as Frank Martin, officially coming from the school, has been relieved of his duties as men's basketball coach. And guys, I've got to say that I'm shocked. i, I got to be honest with you. I'm shocked. I, I did not think South Carolina was in a position or wanted to make a move on Frank Martin. Um, you know, I understand. And again, what I said coming in the season, you know, I really felt like that you need to have set standards and expectations 
going into year 10. You know, I really felt like that, you know what? It is, it is a positive to have competitive pressure and to have expectations and expectations of making the postseason. And simply put, in year 10, you did not do that. Now, here's the statement from Ray Tanner. He says, quote, our expectation is to compete for Southeastern Conference and national championships. We have great facilities, a passionate fan base, and we provide our student-athletes an outstanding experience at the University of South Carolina. We will hire someone with a winning coaching history who has the energy, passion, and commitment to excellence in all areas of the student-athlete experience. Now, Martin finished his 10th season as the third longest tenured head coach in Gamecocks men's basketball history. Only Frank McGuire and Frank Johnson served as the Gamecocks men's basketball coach for longer. Uh, Martin was 171 and 147 as Salkins head coach, including a 79 and 99 mark in SEC regular season games. The Gamecocks won 20 plus games twice during his tenure, reaching the NCAA tournament once, of course, and the NIT once. And of course, guys, we all know that South Carolina reached the final four under his, under his leadership in 2017. You know, again, I am, I'm a bit surprised, but, and I tell you this guys, as I told you before, this is nothing like the Will Muschamp thing. This is nothing like, you know, when I was smoking a cigar and felt like, you know, this is the greatest day ever in the, the history of Gamecock football. You know, we finally have hope. We finally have uh, a reason to be excited again for game day and for the future of the program. You know, as I told you guys, I think Frank Martin is a good basketball coach. And you know what? Firing him alone is not going to solve all the problems that this program has. And I know you look at the reaction on social media, Frank Martin, extremely well-liked. Fans loved this man and do love this man still. But guys, at the end of the day, at some point, when you are getting paid millions of dollars to coach a game, when you are a top 25 paid head basketball coach, at some point, you have to win. You have to win more than you lose. You have to meet a certain standard and a certain expectation. It's about wins and losses, guys. It is a results-oriented business. And at the end of the day, after a decade, Frank Martin did not win enough. I understand he's a, he's a great man and he's a molder of boys to men and he does this and he does that. But guys, at the end of the day, you get paid to win. You get paid to win. And again, guys, as I told you, I feel for Frank. Because Frank did a lot of things here that were unprecedented. I mean, obviously, the Final Four, heights that no one ever thought this program could reach. And you look at his conference record, and you look at, you know, what he did with SEC finishes. And, again, I feel for Frank because none of that matters. None of that matters, man, in the long run. It's all about now in this day and age. It's about making the NCAA tournament. It's about making any sort of postseason. And I see the reaction from some fans. Well, we're dooming ourselves in the next five years, the next 10 years. We're going to go down the tube. And you know what, guys? Guess what? It might happen. We might regret this five years from now. But here's what we can do. We can do one of two things. We could have either sat on our hands and kept doing the same thing over and over and over and hoped things changed which is the definition, by the way, of insanity. We could have kept doing that, or similar to what we did in football, we can roll the dice. And the beauty of rolling the dice is this. It may not work. 
right? It may not work, but it may work. And when it comes to Gamecocks men's basketball, guys, what do we really have to lose? I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want to see the program obviously, you know, tank or, or, or go, you know, slip into oblivion, but you're already not making the postseason. So what difference does it really make? And I will tell you this, and it's no disrespect to Frank, because I'm not happy to see Frank Martin lose his job, right? I'm not happy to see Frank Martin become employed. I met Frank Martin last summer. I thought he was a great dude. Like, I thought he was a great dude. It's nothing personal, but I applaud the higher-ups at the University of South Carolina for saying, you know what? There is a set standard and expectation here. And we don't care that last year was a COVID year and you got a brand new roster retooled. Hey, if you don't make the postseason in year 10, you've had a decade to get the job done. And again, I don't even think it's anything against Frank Martin. It, it was just, as I said earlier in the season, guys, it was just a relationship that had run its course. At some point, it gets stale. And you're just doing the same things over and over and over and over again, and you're spinning your wheels. And again, it was one of those things where Frank Martin was no good for us anymore, and I don't know that we're really all that good for him anymore. I, I think it's few and far between fans that don't appreciate Frank Martin and what he did at the University of South Carolina. And it's a sad day, honestly, in some respects, to see him go. because. I would have loved to have seen Frank Martin be the guy to turn it around because he did so much for USC. You know, you think back to his tenure and, you know, what he came into and, you know, all you can really ask for from a coach is that they leave the program better off than they found it, right? Like at minimum, if you can do that, hey, there, there are other factors that go into winning championships and, and, and making postseasons and accomplishing this and doing that. And there are some things that, you know, simply put her out of your control, right? You can't control injuries all the time and, and selection committee, committees and nets and, and luck or what have you. But you can control how you inherit a program and where you leave a program off. And I think it should not be overshadowed and overlooked the fact that Frank Martin is leaving this program off in a much, much better place than where he found it. And for that, I commend Frank Martin. I appreciate Frank Martin for that, if nothing else. So, you know, the question now turns, where does South going to go from here? And guys, I'll be totally honest with you. I haven't done my research. Um, we will have a show at some point, probably in the very near future, where, you know, I will break down my top five candidates and who I think South going to should go after. And, you know, I, I think just off the top of my head right now, you know, people are talking about BJ Mackey and, and, uh, and, and Mike Boynton and all that, whatever. Again, guys, I have not sat down and done my research. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I have. You know, it's easy to throw out names like Rick Patino and these other names like that. But, you know, this job, as I said, as we said about South Carolina football, I say the same thing about the basketball program. I don't think this job should be treated as, you know, just any other job because it, it is it is hard to win here. Bottom line, it's a challenge, man. It's hard to win here. I mean, Frank Martin, as great of a coach as he's been in his tenure, it's hard to win here, man. I will say this. I, I think similar to what we said about football, a young, fiery, energetic, offensive-minded 
that type of coach, obviously somebody who's got pull in the AAU ranks and is want to go out there and bust their ass recruiting. Because again, you're going to have to go recruit, man. That's what it really comes down to is going to get damn good ball players. That's what it comes down to. Bottom line, guys that can keep guys in this state, that'd be a really good start also. You know, I, I think the, as we said before, with Frank, it was never a question about is he a good basketball coach? It was never a question of does he know the game of basketball? The question simply turned to, does his style still work? Does his style still work? Do players not just want to come play for him, but do they flourish under him? And for the most part, guys, kids don't respond to that anymore. They, they just don't respond to being berated. They don't, most top tier guys, they, they don't want to go sit there and listen to Frank Martin get in their ear and berate them every time they do something wrong, man. They just want to go play basketball. They, they don't want to deal with a guy like Frank Martin. They don't want to deal with some crazy lunatic maniac on the sideline. They don't want to deal with that. So I, I think here's the, the biggest takeaway. I think you can acknowledge that Frank Martin did great things. This is not a Will Muschamp situation, guys, like I said, where it's like, thank God he's gone. I think you can acknowledge that Frank Martin did fantastic things at the University of South Carolina. He, rate, he literally raised the bar, guys. He raised the expectation. And for better or for worse, I tell you, that Final Four, as great as it was, and I hate to say this, it might have in a way been his undoing. Because once you go to a Final Four, you don't want to go back to missing postseasons, right? You don't want to go back to that anymore. You got no interest in that. So he almost <laughs> set himself up for, for failure in a way after that. And again, I, I don't want to dive too deep into that, though. I'm not sitting here saying, like, we shouldn't have went to the Final Four because I know, again, for many of you listening, that was your favorite memory ever as a Gamecock fan. Not just a Gamecocks basketball fan, but a Gamecock fan, period, right? But I think you can sit here, a level-headed fan can sit here and say, while I acknowledge that Frank Martin was fantastic for our program, he raised the bar, he raised the level, he raised the expectations, you can also acknowledge at the same time that it was time for a change. It's been a decade, guys. It hadn't been five years. It hadn't been four years. It had been a decade. And at some point, you're no good for me. I'm no good for you. The relationship has run its course. And you know what? We don't know what's on the other side right now. We don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of mystery. And I know there's many of you out there having a panic attack because Ray Tanner, your athletic director, our athletic director, will be leading the charge in regards to hiring the next head coach. But guys, at some point, if you want better, you got to change. And I know folks fear change. I know many of you, a lot of people hate change. But change is inevitable. It has to happen. It has to happen. And either you can embrace it or you can run from it, but change is inevitable. And so I'm excited to see now, again, I applaud those within this program. I applaud the higher-ups for saying, you know what? Enough is enough. This is a program that Frank Martin got it to a certain level, but it has peaked. It has plateaued under his leadership. It is time to go find the next person to take it a step further because, guys, it can be done. Get these limiting beliefs out of your head that you cannot win at the University of South Carolina in basketball. It's happening at other schools that are not blue bloods. It is possible. Now, with that being said, I'll tell you this, with that being said, 
You fire Frank Martin. You cannot go out there and get some slap dick of a coach. You better go get a guy. You better go get a name. You better go get a dude, okay? If you're going to get rid of Frank, you got to get a dude. No question. And again, later in the week, once I do my research, we will drop a show, my top candidates who I'd like to see get the job. But again, it, it just comes down to, simply put, it's a results-oriented business, wins and losses. You're getting paid $3 million a year. You're a top 25 paid coach. Shit or get off the pot, man. Shit or get off the pot. You got to win. Either win or go home. And guys, unfortunately, Frank Martin just did not win enough. So um, it's happy trails to Frank. And I would say this, man, thank you, Frank Martin, for all the memories, all the fantastic memories. I mean, this dude, again, he raised the bar. He raised the level. He raised the expectations. All I want, guys, is there to be set standards and expectations. That's all I want. And that's all I wanted. And I appreciate, again, the higher-ups saying, you know what? In year 10, not just missing the NCAA tournament, but missing postseason play entirely, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And again, will there be a ripple effect? Will guys transfer? You know what, guys? Who gives a shit? There's going to be a ripple effect. So what, man? At the end of the day, you've got to rip the Band-Aid off. I mean, at some point, change is going to hurt at times. It does. It's not comfortable. It's not always comfortable to change. Think in your own life. Change isn't always comfortable. Divorce isn't fun, right? Now that I've gone through it, knock on wood, uh, and I'm not even married, so I won't go through it anytime soon, but you know what I'm saying, right? Change can be uncomfortable, but it doesn't mean it's not necessary. It doesn't mean it's not the correct move, the correct method of action. So again, happy trails, Frank Martin. Appreciate you. Appreciate what you did with this basketball program. But it was time. It, it, it was time. And you know what? Again, I, I applaud those for showing that they are committed to winning. They are committed to winning when it comes to our men's basketball program. And now the search begins. And I'll be very intrigued. I know we all will to see who this who this program will land, who they attack, who they go after. According to a couple of sources, the interviews have already started. So again, it sounds like they were probably lining up names over the last couple of weeks. And we heard from our guy, Austin Greer, by the way, shout out to him. Uh, we heard some other rumblings from others that this change was potentially coming. Um, but now certainly on Monday afternoon, you finally get the news. And like I said, guys, I I'm a little bit surprised. You know, I really thought at least at minimum, you would wait to see, you know, do you get Gigi Jackson? Do you not? But again, guys, you can't keep a head coach because of one prospect. You, you can't keep a head coach because of one commitment. You just can't do it. So, um, while I am, you know, a little bummed that it didn't work for Frank Martin, I am extremely excited for the future of Gamecocks men's basketball and, and uh, really excited to see where this coaching search takes us and just who we land uh, going from here on out or going forward, if you will. Uh, all right, so guys, let's dive into from the hardwood to the diamond as the Gamecocks return to action to take on Gardner-Webb in the midweek. Guys, before we do, of course, I got to tell you about our partner, our friend, the best real estate agent and the best real estate team in the local Columbia area. Of course, guys, I'm talking about Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Colwell Banker, of course, a proud sponsor of the Spurs Up show. And again, guys, they're the absolute best. And the numbers tell the story. The team helped with over 250 families last year. They worked with both buyers and sellers in Columbia and the surrounding areas. They do premium advertising to sell your home faster with high quality pictures and video. And guys, last year they sold homes for on average 5.4% more 
than the competition. Now, in case you did not know, we are in a seller's market right now, but Marissa is able to get buyers under contract in new homes by being available to show homes as soon as they hit the market, collaborating with listing agents to write offers that meet the needs and wants of the sellers, and keeping up clear communication throughout the entire process to ensure they make it to the closing table without a hitch. Guys, if you need a realtor, if you need to work with the best real estate team in the city around this area, be sure to give Marissa Kennedy a call. Her number is 803-406-1800. Again, guys, it's 803-406-1800. And you can find her on Facebook as well, at Marissa Kennedy Realtor. That's at Marissa Kennedy Realtor on Facebook. Again, guys, be sure to check them out. The best real estate agent and the best real estate team in the local Columbia area. Again, guys, that's Marissa Kennedy, Realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team, with Colwell Banker. And guys, when you check them out, be sure to tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. All right, guys, let's move to the Diamonds. The Gamecocks take on the Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs at Founders Park, 7 o'clock first pitch tonight on SEC Network. Plus, of course, Gardner-Webb with the Big South. I feel like this is a matchup that happens every single year. But either way, always great to see Gardner-Webb come to Founders. Uh, their head coach is Jim Chester. Thus far, Gardner-Webb is 8-10 and 10 on the year. They've actually won four in a row, though. They actually swept... I believe it was Brown in a four-game series over the weekend. So, again, they're feeling good about themselves. Won four uh, in a row. You move to the pitching staff. They got a 5.53 team ERA right now. They will be starting tonight right in a pitcher. Jason Latoyle, I believe that's how you say his last name. I'm probably butchering that. But either way, he's 0-0 with a 13.5 ERA. You look at the hitting side of things. They're hitting 235 as a team, so struggling those thus far out of the gate. Uh, but you look at the players to watch for. Curtis Robinson hitting 333 with four homers and 15 RBIs. Jacob Marcos hitting 290 with nine RBIs. He's also nine for 11 on the base pass. And then Bo Rusher hitting 262 with two home runs and 10 RBI. So, again, some solid players for the running Bulldogs. You take a look at the South Carolina. They will be starting Aiden Hunter on the bump tonight. Obviously, Aiden pitched in that Saturday game against Texas. Um, you know, got hit around a little bit, but overall has been solid for the Gamecocks and, again, expecting big things out of him tonight. Now, what to watch for in this game? What a difference a week makes, right? Because you're seeing South kind of pick up accolades from the SEC and college baseball nations got you ranked 25th again, and you're in the top 25 in this poll. And, you know, D1 baseball's patting you on the back, and your fan base is patting you on the back, and all that good stuff. As I talked about yesterday, guys, for me, at this time last week, the top storyline was about handling adversity and how did you do so, right? Did you respond to adversity? in the proper way. Well, a week later, the top storyline has changed a bit because instead of responding to adversity, now my question with this ball club is this, how do you handle prosperity, right? How do you handle prosperity? And how do you approach this midweek game the correct way, right? Because you're not playing Texas tonight, you're playing Gardner-Webb. It's easy to get up. It's easy to get hype when you play Texas. They're Texas, number one team in the country. You got Gardner-Webb with the Big South coming in. They got a losing record. You know, you, you basically beat them like a drum on a year-in, year-out basis. And, of course, after last week, you can't take anything for granted in the midweek. You played a Xavier team that, hey, we thought, man, they're not that good. They stink. Well, what happened? I mean, you got knocked around, man. You got knocked around, bottom line. 
So I want to see a team come out in this ballgame with the proper focus, the proper resolve, the proper determination, and understand this game tonight, while you may not be playing the upper echelon competition, this is another opportunity for you to sharpen your craft, sharpen your skills, be locked in, boost your stats, and build momentum, right? Everybody telling you how great you are right now. As much as you have to block out the noise when things are going poorly, you almost have to more do so, block out the noise when things are going positively because it's very easy to get comfortable. And as we said yesterday, there are two types of folks in baseball, those who are humbled and those who are about to be. And the last thing you want to do is get humbled in this Tuesday midweek game. So I want to see a team that handles prosperity. I want to see a team that approaches this midweek game the right way because, guys, we all agree South Carolina should win this game, right? South Carolina should win this game. I mean, honestly, I, I taught what I talked about Xavier last week, but this is an even different type of matchup. I mean, South Carolina overmatches Gardner-Webb in every facet of the game, but it's baseball. You never know. And if you come out there thinking you're going to roll your helmet out and you're just going to lace the cleats up, and, oh, we'll just kind of casually take it easy. where we, We'll be cutting up and joking around and fooling. That's Mark Kingston's greatest challenge. And that's his challenge with, with youngsters, I believe, as well, in the sense of keeping these guys focused, keeping these guys locked in, keeping the resolve there. So, again, I want to see guys approach this midweek in the right way. And if they attack and if they do those things and they play to their capabilities, this will be a very, very fun night at the yard for the boys in Garnet and Black. Another big thing to watch for, guys, in this game is this. Aiden Hunter starting the game, obviously, his continued development. I think he's such a key piece in this game because you're going to need him to pitch. I mean, bottom line, until you get big arms back, and, you know, Mark Kingston talked about, you know, they're, they're throwing him a bit more than they expected they'd have to or what have you. But until guys get healthy, Aiden Hunter is going to be one of your big arms on the weekend. He's going to be a big bullpen arm for you. And who knows, probably spot start doing, doing these midweek starts, if you will. But the continued development of Aiden Hunter, because, again, I think the stuff is there. I think the build is there to be a pretty solid pitcher. Again, will he ever be a Friday night guy or your top bullpen arm? I'm not sure. But he can be a very viable option for you out of the bullpen. So, again, I'm really excited to see his continued development and, again, a game where you feel like he should be able to work, work on some things, and build confidence against the running Bulldogs. Uh, something else I'm looking for, guys, again, simply put, just keeping the sticks hot, man. Um, you swung it really well against Texas. You know, you had struggled early in the season, and for whatever reason, it just wasn't clicking. Then you found something. Can you hold on to that, right? Can the focus, the resolve at the plate continue to be there? hitting with runners in scoring position. Hey, you get the bases loaded, making pitchers pay for mistakes, making teams pay for walks and for errors and those types of things. Having that resolve, having that mental toughness, like I said, can you keep those sticks hot? Can you keep it up swinging it? I want to see more of that tonight in this ballgame. And then finally, guys, what I'm looking for is just simply put, this is the last tune-up before SEC play. And again, we are not turning our attention to Tennessee until tomorrow and, and the rest of the week, of course. And of course, we'll be up there in Knoxville, as I mentioned earlier. But using this game tonight, momentum is a fickle mistress. And when you get Uncle Mo in your dugout, you get positive momentum, man, hold on to it for dear life and run with it. So use tonight. Use tonight as an opportunity to sharpen things up and feel your absolute best 
going to going into yet another daunting weekend against a top 10 team, right? I think this is your opportunity as well to continue to, to try different guys in different situations in the DH spot, out in the outfield, you know, continue to get dudes comfortable. You got a lot of young guys that still probably need to play. They need to get looks in, at, at, the, at the dish. They need to get innings. I expect it to probably be a Johnny Holstaff type of night. So again, that final tune-up, use it to your advantage. Take care of your business, build confidence, build momentum, and have a fun night at the yard. Guys, moving my key player for the game tonight, and I talked about him earlier, but it's Aiden Hunter in my opinion, because I think Aiden Hunter is going to be a dude you're going to depend on, um, especially until guys get back healthy. Aiden Hunter is going to be a dude you depend on, on the weekends, and I just want to continue to see his development. And, you know, again, are you going to learn a lot from his performance against Gardner-Webb? Not necessarily, but – I want to see a dude go out there again with the right mentality and kind of sort of what Matthew Becker did against Texas, man. Go out there and dominate. Go out there and dominate. Go out there and battle. Go out there and do your thing and work and, and uh, you know, work on what you got to work on, you know, throwing strikes, locating, um, you know, your stuff overall, everything else. Again, I want to see more from Aiden Hunter because, again, while he's a youngster and they're asking a lot out of him, he, he's got to pitch. I mean, he's got to pitch. He's got to be a key piece for you right now, again, until you get everybody healthy. So, again, Aiden Hunter, guys, in this game against Gardner-Webb is my key player for the game tonight, which leads me into my prediction. How will South kind of fare against the running Bulldogs? And simply put, guys, I do think it's going to be a really fun night at the yard. I think this team found something over the weekend against Texas. Again, the biggest thing is this, avoiding any sort of letdown, avoiding any sort of, you know, oh, we beat Texas, you know, we're so good now, let's pat ourselves on the back. As long as you can avoid that, as long as you can stay focused, this will be a fun night. The only reason this would be a close game is because you do get the big head and you don't approach it the right way. And, and, I, and I like to think this team, while it does have a lot of youngsters, I believe this team of guys like Andrew Eister and Braylon Wimmer and, and Brant Belk and Kevin Madden. And, you know, they've got enough guys who have been around the block that are going to, you know, Colin Burgess. They got enough guys who have been around the block enough times to lead this group and say, you know what? Hey, we got to lock in. We got to do our thing. Let's go out there. Hey, let's pad our stats a little bit. Let's have some freaking fun out at Founders Park. So, again, guys, that being said, I do think South Carolina does find a way. I think they get the W, and I think it's a big W. Give me Gamecocks 14, Gardner-Webb 3. So, again, I think South Carolina with two touchdowns. Gardner-Webb kicks the field goal, but the Gamecocks get an 11-run victory, a double-digit victory. And, again, guys, I, I just – I think it's going to be a fun night at the yard. And this is an opportunity for South going to continue to build momentum, work on itself, sharpen things up before you go into a huge series this weekend as you get SEC play underway at Lindsey Nelson against the Tennessee Volunteers. So, guys, hey, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Like I said, guys, I would love to hear from you, your thoughts on the midweek game tonight. And also, of course, Frank Martin being relieved of his duties, guys. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts, your questions, your comments, everything regarding that. But anyways, guys, like I said, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.